and welcome to the Fit Chicks and Hormones podcast, where we offer suggestions and information about balancing your hormones naturally so that you can start taking action today. I'm excited to be here today with you, sharing my experiences and the experiences of my clients in hopes that you will learn so much about how you should truly feel when you take the action steps to a life full of hormone harmony. Hey everyone, I'm excited to have a special guest with me today, Susan Fleck. She is a local, and I said your name wrong. No, Susan, right? See, it's funny, going back, I had to ask her before we started the podcast how well, how her name was because it's spelled with a Z. And so I was like, I wasn't sure how to say it and I knew how to say it. And then, you know, we always second guess herself anyway. So then I just, again, did I say it right? Her name is Susan Fleck. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and she's a local acupuncturist here in Longmont, Colorado. How are you, Susan, today? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to be here. Good, good. So I want to just have you give us a little background about, you know, who you are, um, what you do, and kind of what brought you to acupuncture, like what inspired you to become an acupuncturist? Wonderful. Um, Yes, my name is Susan Fleck, and I am a co-owner at Circle of Health, which is a collaborative health clinic here in Longmont. And I got into Chinese medicine as a shift from my pre-med uh, course in college. I, I finished my undergrad, and then I went back to school because I, I wanted to do medicine. And honestly, as I got into the basics of pre-med program, I got very disillusioned because it didn't really vibe with how I saw health because I've always had a holistic thought uh, perspective about health. And I herbs really early on in my life. I grew up in Northern Wisconsin where there's lots of beautiful healing things up there. And uh, I, I kept feeling like, um, the, the structure of Western medicine was really reductionist. And I was determined that I wanted to do medicine. So I thought maybe clinical, a clinical experience would help me uh, get through kind of the, I hate to say drudgery, but kind of the technicalities of medicine, medical school. And I totally landed this amazing job uh, as an office manager at one of the first integrative clinics, I want to say in the United States. So this was in the mid nineties in Tucson. And I got hired to help this doctor who was also a naturopath and also an acupuncturist. And she had a few other acupuncturists in her, um, on her team and they all taught me. And it was a, such a wonderful opportunity and I had never heard of Chinese medicine. I had never had acupuncture and I had my first acupuncture treatment and I was totally sold. Um, I was a stressed out pre-med. I always tell my clients, I was like, I was a stressed out pre-med student that was having like almost anxiety attacks. I was having really like difficulty breathing and anxiousness in my day-to-day -day with all of the rigors of study. And my first acupuncture treatment was to address that. And I had my treatment at about three o'clock in the afternoon. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, the following morning, 
breathing so deeply that I woke myself up. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was, it was a phenomenal experience. And they really took me under their wing. And I was that was the beginning of me getting into Chinese medicine. And I've been in practice in Chinese medicine in some manner since 1998. Oh my goodness. Forgot to close my door. Now you know it's real. I'm here in Long Lawns. I'm in my home office. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the long way of how I got into Chinese medicine. I started in orthopedic body work and shiatsu and then that evolved into more herb training and then I went after a, a spell of actually teaching Chinese medicine theory and shiatsu I I went back to school to do acupuncture and I've been in practice here in Longmont since 2009. Wow see I didn't even know you've been practicing that long that's amazing that's awesome good for you good. Thanks. Thanks. I feel like I'm kind of living the dream because it, it really falls in alignment with how I look at medicine and how to live your life. And uh, it's a very holistic way of looking at things and very accessible, I think, for the like, kind of average person that might not have medical training. Um, oh, I know you gave me a bunch of little things I was supposed to tick on my answer. What no, else? Fine. I was going to okay. say, I was going to ask, well, and first off, like, I, I love that. And I think that's why you and I connected really well is because we are on the same line of how we want to, you know, work with clients and, and how we see the world and how we want people to heal the same line. Um, for maybe some people that you know, are not exactly sure exactly what Chinese medicine acupuncture is, can you kind of give a description or kind of explain a little bit about how that is and how it works? Sure. I think most people these days, like when I first got into Chinese medicine, I had to explain what acupuncture was. And now I think it's kind of permeated our culture a little bit more. So most people know what acupuncture is, which is just one of the main five branches of Chinese medicine. So Chinese medicine evolved, obviously, in China. It has a long history. You know, some people say it's around origin is about 3000 years ago. And it started out as um, you know, in Taoist schools is my understanding. So Tao uh, practitioners are really great scribes and documenters. And so they experimented with uh, pressure points on the body and observing kind of natural phenomena and seeing that we had similar phenomena in our body. And hopefully that's not too obscure the way I just described that. So we... We, we look at the body as being its own ecosystem and its own um, series of checks and balances. So all the systems work together to help you live in sync with your surroundings. And let's see, where do I, there's so much I can share about Chinese medicine. So Chinese medicine um, is acupuncture, herbalism, like health practices is a good way to put it. So most people know about Tai Chi or Qigong these days. And those are two main ways that we work on helping our body have good flow and stay healthy and flexible and really giant with what you do, Angie. And um, let's see, it's been a while since I've done this. Meditation is another me method of treatment and then lifestyle and diet. And this so in Chinese medicine, there's a whole system of food energetics and how foods interact with the body. And that 
dovetails really nicely with uh, the herbalism piece. Because in Western medicine, we look at individual herbs and not collections of herbs or formulas of herbs typically. But in Chinese medicine, herbalism is, a, is its own art in that we usually use a, uh, like maybe like six, sometimes three, but six to like 12 different herbs, sometimes more depending on what's presenting in the body. And they work synergistically and holistically to correct the root cause of whatever is going on in the body. Uh, and I love herbs. I use a lot of classical prepared patent herbs, which means that they are formulas that have been used for thousands of years and have been found to address specific presentations. And then I also sometimes do custom herbs, which is I do an intake, a medical intake with someone. We find out kind of what the array of issues are, and then we make something specifically for them. So that's kind of juicy, fun stuff. Acupuncture uses the meridians of the bodies, which are panels of the body that, you know, in recent years, Western medicine has actually found some coherence um, for like in the 60s when acupuncture and Chinese medicine came to the United States um, during actually 70s, wasn't it? The Nixon administration was really when it came into the United States. It was all whoa, whoa, we don't know what acupuncture meridians are, or what are these acupuncture points? And they've had so many years of doing research on what these are. And they're really, uh, I think of them as part of the actual physical system. It's not just energy, although I love the idea of energy, but some people right. need some, you know, we need some Western mind, right? Accessible ideas. And what they find is that acupuncture channels pop up or the points pop up at places where nerve bundles are near the surface of the skin, which is interesting. So there's like a musculoskeletal correlation. And then just in the last couple of years, there's been some research about this whole new organ that kind of mimics the fascial, uh, between the fascia and the skin that conducts energy, literally like bioelectric energy in the body. And we tap into that with acupuncture. We do that through placing needles at various strategic points on the body. And then it affects the entire body. That's probably one of the most common um, questions I get is that how does acupuncture work? Right. And like my little fast answer is it works in three kind of primary ways and a lot of more ethereal ways as well. So it helps to improve local circulation of blood. It releases, if we're looking at it from an orthopedic standpoint, it actually helps the muscles to release, reset, and then relax. So that if there's strain patterns in the body, it helps those muscles go back to a more relaxed and in balance position or, or length. And then the third way, and probably the most powerful way and what will have more coherence to what we're talking about today is that it has to do, it influences um, actually the nervous system. So when we place a needle, it sends a signal up to the brain and then this whole chemical cascade happens that releases enkephalins, which are those you know, happy, happy hormones that help us to better in our body and manage pain and discomfort better. And we find that all parts of the, the brain light up 
when you have acupuncture, not just, you know, there's sham acupuncture that they've done studies with, but really true acupuncture points light up the deep limbic system of the brain, which is our kind of pleasure center and pain management center. I got a lot of words for you today, Angie. I love it though. I love it. This is all, it's so interesting. Like I love learning more. I know enough about it, but I still like every time I hear, I learn more and I love that Um, because it it gives me an idea too to better explain it to people when they ask me. So I can, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Very great stuff. I love it. Um, When it comes to my own experience with acupuncture, it's been mainly working with my hormones, uh, my adrenals, stress, things like that. Cause I find that's what affects most women in their life. Um, and that's, you know, all the stuff that when, when I work with my clients, we focus on things lifestyle related, like stress management, gut healing, good sleep mindset, you know, all those things. So if there was a woman that was going through hormonal stuff and she came to you, what would something like that look like for you? Like, what would you do? What would you talk about? What kind of things would you use when you're working with her? Well, that's a big question. And <laughs> I know it's pretty broad, but it if, is. You wanna, if you have an example of something that you want to share, that would work too. Sure. I, I'll give you the broad wash of how I look at it. And then we can talk about individuals too. So one thing that when women come in or anybody, because everybody has hormonal issues, we just don't talk about the guys very much. Uh, people coming in, I like to reset or reframe. I was watching a few clips before we talked just to get jazzed about talking about hormones. And this one YouTuber is like hormonal women. And it's like, we're all hormonal beings and that is the chemistry of that what makes us up. So it's not a problem. Like to reframe it, that change is ongoing in our bodies and we might have a really smooth ride. Many women have a smooth ride all through, you know, menarche when you start your period all the way up to when you end your period. But there's a fair amount in that, maybe even a majority of women that at some point have difficulties in that change. So I like to reframe it that this change is always constant and that you get to begin anew with this new cycle. It's something to be excited about as we move into menopause because your body changes so dramatically. So if the person that's coming in to see me is really working with dysmenorrhea or pain in their cycle, that's a really different intake than a woman who is presenting with all those typical menopausal, perimenopausal symptoms. And because even today we have, I don't know, there's a stigma anymore about menopause because it is talked about, but I don't feel like there's just like the postpartum period, there's not a lot of talk about what you might experience. So I agree. Women, women are so surprised when they come in, they're like, I think I'm depressed. And we start talking about it and I ask them about their age and what their cycle is. And I'm like, actually, I think you might be entering the, the hallway. It's like a right. corner. It's like you open the door, you walk out and you're in menopause, right? Yep. So I love how you explain that. That's awesome. <laughs> And that, that corridor for some women is really long and, you know, we rest upon the shoulders of our mothers. So how often how your mom experienced menopause or any of your cycling is going to be how you do. So I always encourage if you have contact with your mom to ask your mama how that went, or if she knows how your grandmother 
did and that on that maternal side, that's all really relevant information. It gives you a greater context so that you don't beat yourself up too much about what you're experiencing. Right. Right. Um, so there's a mindset piece. And yeah, you're right. This is exactly what we jived about when we talked is like, there's so much mindset and framing that we can create. And it like to help women feel a little excited and enthusiasm right from the start. And I know it's hard. It can be really difficult if you're, you're sad or you're anxious and you can't breathe and you know, you're having hot flashes and you're sweating at night and you have all of these, this whole cacophony of symptoms that are happening. Uh, but the, the beauty of Chinese medicine is that we begin on all those five branches. And we just, I usually say, okay, what can we do? What's the easiest thing that we can do that gives you the biggest bang for your buck? I'm going to say acupuncture is a really great reset on a regular basis because I think all the studies presenting for perimenopausal women specifically is that stress is possibly the biggest factor in making those symptoms worse. So like you and I spoke about previously, it's like taking the moment to meditate and making sure that you make yourself the highest priority because you can't you can't pour from an empty cup. I think they actually talked about that. And this is our opportunity as midlife women, because you know, 50 is the new 20. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's tell everyone that. Exactly. So there's plenty of lifestyle stuff that can help, but acupuncture is a great reset because it is so profoundly relaxing. And people that haven't had acupuncture are always, they like raise their eyebrows and their eyes get big. Like, how is that even possible that sticking needles in someone is relaxing? But I have, I have throngs of clients who will tell you that it's one of the most relaxing processes that they've experienced. Yeah, my own experience. Yeah, my own experience too. Like, I mean, that's a lot what I was going, you know, I'm, I was going through a lot of perimenopausal stuff. I was a lot of stress. I was running my own business, doing all the things. And I found I was just like in overdrive. And the only time I could relax was when I went to acupuncture and I would sleep so well with all the needles in my body. I would just, I mean, it takes a moment, but within like five minutes, I would be out or just relaxed or just so much calmer than when I initially came in. And same thing. I, you know, I was like, how is this going to work with all these needles? But it's your body just kind of, it just does the thing and you don't even have to worry about it, which is amazing. It is pretty amazing. And I love talking to people about the process as they're in the office with me, laying down on the table. And I tell them, I do pulse taking that tells me kind of what's happening holistically in the body. And we do a a series of check-ins throughout this session to where I check their pulses and stimulate needles to make sure the nervous system is entrained to, it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. And then getting people cued into how their their body's responding to, because a lot of women, not people, but we're speaking about women specifically today, I think we live a lot in our heads here in the United States, and we don't really get into our body very often, and don't even really know what real relaxation feels like. Right. And I've had many clients say, I feel so tired, and I, I throw it back at them a little bit and say, are you tired? Or does this feel like relaxation? Yeah. <laughs> right. 
And then that's the homework. It, the first time I see people a lot of times is, I just want you to feel what you feel and see how long it lasts and see what changes and see what doesn't change. And then we come, come back for a follow-up and that's where we, we pick back up. It's like, how, how good you feel? What's changing? What's not changing? And then we fine tune it so that uh, they get the most out of their treatment. Yeah, I love um, What? I'm, I'm just laughing because I'm just, I'm like, blah, 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 no, that's what I like. That's, that's how we learn. That's the best way to do it is just talk yeah. about it. Because, and you can tell like when, when you're passionate about something, which you are, it's easy to just talk about it and share all the things because you right. know, there's so many benefits to, to all of it. It's, it's getting people to realize that it's a benefit for them. Right. Right. And I think you and I are similar in that, you know, the the ultimate thing that's going to make the shift for anybody is yeah getting excited and realizing the power that we have as individuals to change what's happening in our bodies so the, the combination of working out and eating right and really tuning into your body because your body's talking to you all the time and sometimes those perimenopausal symptoms are Sometimes, I don't even know why I say sometimes because it's always, it's your body telling you what's working and what's not working. And we just have to, I think it comes to a point and at some point in our lives where we recognize that this vessel that we have is really, it's, well, it's our tool for the rest of our lives. So choosing things that it finds yummy in a long-term kind of way is the best method for living a long, super long, healthy life. That's my aim for all of my clients. Yes, I love that. Yeah, and I teach a lot of mindset, but I talk more about being mindful because I think they're kind of different, but being more mindful is like really paying attention to what is your body telling you? What is it saying? You're working out and you're not recovering. Maybe you're doing too much. You're eating all this food and you're not feeling great. Maybe it's the wrong food. If you're, whatever, your body is always going to tell you if something's happening, you just have to take the time. And that's the hardest part for so many women slow down, stop and just pay attention. Even if it's just for a second, like, Oh, what's going on right now? What do I need to change? Or how can I, how can I fix this? Or how can I move past it? Or what can I do to whatever, you know? Um, I think that's so important in, in anything, but especially when it comes to the change and the shifting from perimenopause into menopause, because you can fight against it, but it's going to just make it harder is what I have found myself. So I've had to learn the hard way going through all of this. Um, so I'm trying to teach my clients that it's, it can be easier. Like you said, you know what, it's, it's a good thing where you're headed. You just have to look at it in a different manner. And right. Yeah. There's so much juicy stuff that you just said in there that um, is so true. And I, you know, I kind of go back to that women not necessarily having the uh, information about what they're experiencing and sometimes just learning that it's, this is a normal or it's a common, I, I don't like the word normal. It's a common experience mm -hmm. that, that gives you a little bit, even if you never talk to anyone else about your experience, at least you know that you're in that, you're in the tribe of women passing through this, this process, right? And I think that's really powerful. 
but I was just speaking to one of my clients the other day who is, I shook her hand and I said, welcome to perimenopause because her, her cycle is beginning to shift in, in Chinese medicine, some of that shifting we call flooding and trickling. And that is literally really heavy bleeding and then really light, light bleeding. And I like to use metaphors a lot in how I talk about this process with my clients. So hopefully it's accessible. It's like we talk in Chinese medicine about the cycle being this like the uterus itself and this area in the pelvis is the sea of blood. And you know, when you have your cycle, it's really cool. Even in Western like vernacular, they call it like your courses. Back in the day, they called it your courses. Right like the course of a river. And as, as you're shifting out of having a regular cycle, this sea of blood is beginning to dry up. So the flooding and trickling is kind of like the inundation of a river. And then when, it, when the trickling happens is when it's beginning to lose its flow. And, all, and using that, that metaphor, that analogy, we can see why women experience what they do. Like, so as you're drying up, you didn't even ask me to do this, but I find this fascinating. I love it. Keep sharing. I love it. As, 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 it, as we're quote, drying up, because men and women both dry up, that's why we get wrinkly and, and, and change through life. We turn into little raisins. We're all fluffy and plumpy and juicy when, we, when we're born. And then it's a process of desiccation. Right. <laughs> um, so you dry up, then all those heat symptoms come up. A lot of them come up. So, you know, that's why you get really hot. Mm. And that's why you sweat. Yep. And that's why you get really angry sometimes. It all makes sense in Chinese medicine. So I try to teach people how to how to understand what their body's doing from that microcosm, macrocosm kind of mindset or worldview. Right. I love that. I love that. I, like I said, I love everything you're sharing. It's like I said, I'm learning something new every time. It's great. Uh, the one thing that I found is that this, this journey can be wonderful, but it's a matter of, again, we talked about being mindful, but paying attention. Like there's so many things that can go into your lifestyle habits that mm-hmm. can make things better, that can make things worse. Like, what do you find with your clients that, that you come in that you're like, you know what, we need to maybe kind of shift away from this or focus on this a little bit more because this is maybe not making things, your transition as smoothly as it could be. There's so many. Yeah. There's, some of them are more challenging than others. And I always have like my tongue inserted in my cheek a little bit as I talk to my clients about this one's going to be hard, but you know, I find dietarily, and I think you and I have talked about this too, like over the years, the things that I notice are triggers for some of the bigger symptoms in the perimenopausal passage are we don't really need that much sugar. Right. <laughs> and that's really hard in our culture because there's so much sugar in the standard American yep. diet. But you're right, it's this mindfulness is that looking at labels and really being aware of how much we're taking in. It's a simple sugar, even common sugars. Sugars can create that heat in the system and then you're having sweats and flashes and things like that. 
caffeine. It's all the yummy stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caffeine, red wine is yeah. kind of a big culprit, even just liquor in general. Uh, I find that's when most of my clients are like, I didn't sleep last night because I was up with hot flashes all night and I was just like moody and my and angry at everybody. I'm like, yeah, it's it's that sugar. You just have to. Exactly. And I hate to take those things away from people. And I do say that the first time that they come in. Some people, it has more of an impact than others. And we can't compare ourselves to other people because everybody's got their own Achilles heels in our constitution. Um, but very typically, like you're saying, that it's like the night before, then they suffer for a couple of days or they don't come back from, even if you don't drink very much, like just having a couple of cocktails where you used to be able to do that way back when now right. it has so much more of an impact. So I, I kind of ease women into that and how they're presenting. They just say, why don't you just watch this pattern and, and see if it impacts you first. Don't go cold turkey, but just I want you to become aware of when you're experiencing this and take note. Because sometimes it's also as the cycle is shifting, if you're having a lot of premenstrual symptoms in that irregular cycle that happens as we approach menopause, that's when you really want to be careful about food that you take in and all of those, the carbs, the sugars, the caffeine, the alcohol. So sometimes, like I'm saying, I just kind of couches like that. If you have a sense about when your cycle's coming that week before the cycle comes, just lay off all the junk. Think of that as preparation for you to feel good instead of having this contentious experience in life right, <laughs> for the week right. thereafter. Then it helps the, the up and down because there's so much up and down that happens through perimenopausal passage too. Uh, hydration is another one. We need a lot of water, a lot more water than than we think we do. And I and feel very strongly that trace minerals are have such a big impact on, especially as we're going through later years, even beyond perimenopause or menopause or in menopause, I should say. Uh, making sure that you're getting your electrolytes and you don't have to work out as hard as you used to. You know, I talked a lot about that. It's like don't beat your body up at this point, love your body up. Right. Right. What serves your body, not what hurts your body. Right. And I, I look back to previous generations because we have such a wild lifestyle now. Our, our generation, and I think really since well, probably early, I don't want to say since like the 70s, but I do feel like as women came into the workforce and now we're moms and we're running businesses and we have all these things that we're holding, the sanity of what's expected has really impacted our internal lives. Right? Kind of rolling off here, but to be able to step back and look at how our grandmothers or maybe our great grandmothers handled this process or just took care of their bodies. Like my grandmother walked every day a good couple miles until she was 98. It's amazing. And she didn't do heavy duty workouts. She wasn't doing a hip workout. <laughs> She was just making sure that she got good cardiovascular exercise. And of course, there's a genetics in, in play, but just making sure that there's a rhythm that you can rely on, I think, is one of the most fundamental, bar none, across the board for anybody. Is just our body play rhythm. 
the planet has a rhythm and establishing that in a gentle way so that you're in discourse with your body. Your body's going to tell you if it's not right. Just like you were saying, yeah. it's like you're working out hard. You're not losing the weight and you feel exhausted. Okay. Something's got to shift there. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So I, I often feel like, and I think you and I spoke about this as well, is that I often just feel like I'm a guide mm-hmm. or translators that help people recognize that your body's telling you what it needs every single day, every single moment and to tune into it. I love that. I love that. That's perfect. I love I, That's almost a great way to end this because I think you just said exactly like that's, you know, that's women need to know that it doesn't need to be hard. doesn't need to be awful. And you just need to just be get gentle on your body and just, and that's what we're here for is just to help them understand what's going on and then how to move forward through it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Like, this has been wonderful. I've loved all of it. So Me too. we should do it again. Yes. <laughs> if there's anything else you'd like to share before we end. Yes. Yes. Um, I offer free consultations. So if people are just curious, you know, to talk to me, see if it's a good fit or any acupuncture Chinese medicine practitioners. It's a great idea just to interview a few people, see if you find a good fit as far as just approach and personality. I think that you have to have a good rapport with your practitioners and really find somebody that makes that you have good conversation with. So you feel really comfortable to share everything that would be pertinent because we talk about gross stuff yeah. <laughs> I talk about bowel movements. I talk about blood. I want you looking in the toilet at what your cycle blood It's all important. Like. Yep. yep. And, you, and I think it's really important that you feel comfortable with your practitioner that way. Sure. And uh, yeah, all of, I have, I don't think I've ever heard a thing that didn't sound completely reasonable. The person coming in with menopausal symptoms. So I think that stigma that we create for ourselves is that this is, there's something wrong with me. Why is this? Not? My mom said that it was easy for her. Why is it so hard for me? And then you and I can help tease out why that's happening and just know that you have support. I think that's the most important piece. This is a time for women to get to know their bodies if they haven't already. And it's, I feel like it's an evolution. It's a really wonderful opportunity to uh, learn from other women as well. I wish I would have learned so much more. Right. Then my my journey might not have been because I didn't understand. And my mom had her hysterectomy. And you know, what? I so, I couldn't figure out what when she when all this happened with her and whatever. So it was just and now thinking back, I'm like, well, why did she have to have that? What was going on with her system? What was was she eating right? Was she, you know, I think back, but if I would have known so much. And so I want, I want to reach and I want both of us to reach so many women as even as you're younger, like before you start to hit those perimenopausal years, because if you know so much before you get there again, it's going to be such a more smooth transition. And anyway, so off topic again, but. Well, no, I totally agree. And that's one thing that I totally love doing. So when my, I've had a number of female clients ask if I would talk to their, their girls as they 
head into menarche when, when they start the cycle or before. And that's such a wonderful opportunity to make it really like a precious thing and a gift and have them have the information that you and I didn't have early on. Right. Because you don't have to have pain just because you're a woman. Nope, don't believe that at all. And I'd never do that. I, you know, you always thought this is the way it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to have bad cramping and it's supposed to be awful and I'm supposed to feel sick all the time. So you don't that way. Nope, not at all. So no, well, we will definitely do this again because like I said, I could probably talk for hours, but I want to make sure this podcast is within <laughs> reasonable time frame. Um, yeah. We'll definitely have you again. The last thing though, I do want it. Where can people find you? Like, where would they look to find you to reach out to you? Sure. So my business is called Circle of Health. It's here in Longmont. And our website is literally all one word, circleofhealthlongmont.com. There's a, a sign up now, like a, a, a button right there. You can learn all about me and all the other practitioners at my business. You can schedule there, or you can also call the number 303-834-8141, and you can text or call that line. Awesome. Awesome. That's so great. Um, and my experience with Susan, I mean, I only went in a couple of times from my, it was really bad, but she's very gentle. She's very good listener. It's, it was amazing. It was a great experience. I definitely go back. I thankfully my, that was enough that my back didn't need it anymore. So that was good. Um, yeah, but so reach out to her if you have any questions or anything, and I appreciate your time, Susan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. I have loved reconnecting with you and um, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to talk to all of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. And until next time. Yep. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks and Hormones podcast. And if you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with your friends by sharing it in your stories and tagging me on Instagram at Fit Chicks and Hormones or on Facebook at Angie Marone. And if you have a free minute, a review would be great too. Feel free to message me with any questions either on Facebook or Instagram. I love helping women move through their hormonal years with ease.